0: You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club. Hello, everybody. It's time for another episode. And today we don't have Matt. We have a special guest.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: This is Kate, and we are going to be talking about a book. Yeah. A girly book, which is why Matt is not Sans. here. Yeah. Sans, Matt. So, without further ado, I think we should just get into it.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So, hi, I'm Rachel.
1: Hi, I'm Kate, and I am beyond excited to be here. I've been thinking about this all week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have read. So, can I say what we're going to read? Yeah, if you want to. Okay, or do you want to?
0: You could go, go. ahead. Go okay. on. Go on, Kate.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just take over the show. Um, so it was A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Mass, and I love this book so much, and I am so glad that Rachel decided to take it on, too, and that she actually liked it enough to be like, do
0: you want to talk about this? Because yes, yes, I do. Then let's get started. So yeah. welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. Yeah. <laughs> pause. Yeah, I just have to pause for a minute, and I'll, I'll put the yeah. themes on How, how long does
1: it take you to edit, them?
0: depends on how off-topic we get sure. and how much math it's next to
1: Is it hot in here or is it just me tuning in to hear these three? Chatting about fantasy and novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club if you know what I'm Well, where would you like to start?
0: You can just start at the beginning.
1: Okay. Well, drawing a blank now. <laughs> That's why. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it's funny because when I was thinking about what this would look like, I was like, well, what should we talk about? And I sent Rachel all these questions. So I guess we should just maybe go through the questions. Let's do it. So first
0: starting off, give me your general take on this book. So I just read A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Brigid Kemmerer, and the setup is almost exactly the same. Interesting.
1: Which (laughs) Uh, one was written first?
0: uh, I'm not sure, but it's very Beauty and the Beast uh, to start with, and hers is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, but definitely we veer pretty quickly, which I was thankful for, because I'm okay with the same setup as long as we take it to a different place.
1: Yeah. I've actually seen this book compared to Beauty and the Beast, which in some ways I I think when I think of what Tamlin, who's one of the main characters, looks like, I think of Beast, but with horns and a little bit scarier. But that's almost it. That's about as far as it goes for me. As a,
0: I mean, as- we get the, like, the dad was wealthy, and he lost his money, and he ships sink, which is... Why she goes back at the end of Beauty and the Beast, like the original story, is she sees her father and realizes that, like, they've lost their fortune and she needs to go back. And so I could kind of see the parallels, but really it's not just in that it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. And there's a limited range for fairy tales. (laughs) So if you read enough of them.
1: Yeah. It's kind of that what do they call it? The uh, enemies to lovers trope. Yeah, or it's the hero's journey.
0: Like the hero's journey is just like every story is the hero's journey, right? Star Wars is the classic example of the hero's journey. Um, Everything, Gilgamesh. uh, All of them. They're all the hero's journey. So, Captain America. There's nothing wrong with the retelling of a story as long as you're retelling it well.
1: Yeah. Did you feel that with this one?
0: I did. I really liked her writing. I feel like her writing was very well done. Oh,
1: I love that you said that because I think I'm not a great judge of that. I, I don't know how to tell if something's good writing or not. Well, if you like it. I read a lot, but I'm not sure. I can tell the difference between Ice Planet Barbarians and like a Brandon <laughs> Sanderson book, kind of. Well, I
0: liked her prose, I guess. Like I re- yeah. liked the way she described things. She was very original in the way she described things. Yep. So in a lot of ways, it felt like poetic when she was describing certain scenes. And so I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. What did you think about... Well, let's just get into this because, and I will say, I think I said this earlier, but I have read this whole series and Rachel has just read the first book. Yes, So I'm going to try really hard to not spoil anything (laughs) and to really go back to the first book but I do have insights, so I'm really curious. I think that's kind of what's leading the conversation is I want to know what it feels like to have just read the first one.
0: (laughs) Um, The first time all over again. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And because this was that moment for me where I got to read back and go, oh, wow, this was pointing to that, and this was pointing to that, and that's why we spent time there, and that's why she said that, and all those kinds of things. So it's really cool to be like, so what would you think about Tamlin?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a tool, first of all. Like... He's a tool, and okay. if she ends up with him, I'm going to be pissed because he's no match for her, and she just hasn't realized it yet.
1: Why do you, Why do you say that? Tell me more about that.
0: <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me. Say more. <laughs> say more. Okay. First of all, um, he offers her absolutely nothing. Like the only reason that she falls in love with him is because he's the first character in the book that just gives her space
1: or anything other than Isaac.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Isaac really just they. They were there for each other, it, but not in a romantic sense. Just yeah, in just a, a
1: physical escapism, yeah, disassociative like, kind of way. Right. She needed
0: yeah. a thing that was just for her, and Isaac was there, and he was convenient. Yeah. Um, and when Tamlin takes her, um, really, that's that's it. Like that's the only the deliberate action he really does is he takes her out of that situation, takes her back to his castle, and then is kind of like, okay, now. <laughs> Stay here till you love me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I I agree, and I think some real like personal growth happened for me in reading this the first time, um, because I think I definitely fell into like oh the love story, and then reading it a few more times, realizing that actually he was kind of toxic in a lot of ways. Yes, like really withholding, didn't tell her the truth. I know he couldn't give her truth but they could have at least been vulnerable or something other than yeah he than- can't
0: tell her the direct truth but like a hallmark of the fae is supposed to be the ability <laughs> <laughs> to like twist words and convey information or like i mean it, he's supposed to be smarter with the way that he does stuff and he just he's he- he's like so non active like so right. so he's just kind of like, Well, if you listen to enough of my conversations, maybe you can put this shit together. I mean, yeah. he's not He definitely feels burdened. Like everything feels like a
1: really big burden, like the burden of leadership, the burden of the curse, the burden of her Yeah,
0: and he's oh so lonely and sad. And so I'm and- just
1: gonna do nothing. I'm gonna sit around and wait for
0: the seven by seven <laughs> amount of time to yeah, run out. The exactly. forty nine years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I have a lot of problems with Tamlin. And then in the whole second half of the novel, he does fuck all. I mean, she shows up and she's like, I'm here to claim my love. And he's like... I "Um, won't look at you so she doesn't know I feel... I kind of wish you wouldn't. (laughs) Like, it's just kind (laughs) of... I mean, really, she would have died without the other characters that supported her in the second half of the novel, and I'm really not sure where Tamla would have fallen on that. I mean, he sends her off, right? Right. Which, on the surface, feels like this grand gesture. I'm saving your life because, you know, they know who you are now, and they're going to come for you, or they're going to cut. Because he, he knows his time is almost up, so he sends her back to the human world, knowing. That in a little while he's gonna have to go to serve the Amarantha, evil, yeah, Amarantha, the evil queen lady and under that, the mountain, right? The mountain, and eventually she's going to invade the human world. And guess what? The blight, Pharaoh's gonna die anyway. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's so funny. I think with these fantasy novels, it's like you, I, you're really able to relate to this story in a way that. I mean, I guess that's what makes a good story, right? Right. Is you can relate to this fantasy novel. <laughs> right. Um, her stubbornness rings very true for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she uh, the author definitely hits kind of the who's who highlight of like, this is your romance hero, guys. This is the one she's supposed to fall in love with. He's handsome. He's strong. He's broken. He's broken. He's broody he's emotionally unavailable his body is
1: super hot
0: and then he's completely willing to just like prostrate himself in you know in an effort to save her so not only is he proud but he's willing to like be less proud if he has to be (laughs) or whatever yeah so she does a good job of kind of leading us down this path that we've all been down a hundred times and then sort of twisting it at the end where he sends her off but then when she goes back he's no longer the hero of the story no when she goes back Mm-mm. um and you kind of expect him to be but he isn't and in some ways he becomes like the negative influence because he's the reason she's there but he's doing nothing nothing to assist her in fact he almost gets her killed
1: right because he wants to do it
0: yeah because he wants a little nookie instead
1: like, of like Anything other than literally physical anything satisfaction. Else.
0: Yeah, yeah. He doesn't send her a message through Lucian. He doesn't make any effort to contact her. He doesn't help her. He doesn't. Yeah, lo- that's why
1: Tamlin gives this. I he, to me, he's that guy that is. In, he, he's like I
0: don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. Well, you didn't do anything, right? You did. You didn't do anything. That's the point.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he—he's definitely like, I wasn't supposed to be a high lord, but then all like, but I just had all this privilege or just <laughs> magical powers. I have so much magic. I just
0: ended up so strong and, and, powerful. and powerful and beautiful that and I. And all just- my brothers got killed because they were terrible people.
1: <laughs> so you know, he ends up in this high lord position, and he doesn't want it. And then he's stubborn and mean to Amarantha, which she probably, she deserved it. She was dealing with a lot of big T's from the (laughs) loss of her sister. Yeah. From this awful Jurian guy, eyeball and finger bone. Yeah. And, um, but he just like can't cope. He can't deal. He doesn't know how to move forward. He just dwells. Well, every
0: time he gets to a big decision, he chokes. Yep. Every time he's required to do something that's going to be hard, he's like, well, then fuck it. We're just all going down. We're just all going the down. Whole spring court. Yeah, he literally doomed the human world, his world, his entire court, and everybody because he was like, "I just don't want to deal with this shit anymore. I'm just gonna send her home."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that. Um, so why do you think they are in the spring court? I've been thinking about that a lot. Just because it was the southest, the most south, the most southest, <laughs> <laughs> the most south. You mean like why is spring the court our setting? Yeah, maybe cause or like why like... Tamlin, how is Tamlin a spring, a spring chicken? Like an Aries, a stubborn Aries that doesn't know anything. He's yeah. just like a warrior,
0: but he actually. young. it could be young, like life, yeah. rebirth, youth, spring.
1: Right, her first experience with the fae folk. Let's see, what did you think about the um, the universe, the
0: magic? I mean, it's pretty underdeveloped in this novel. Sure. Um, We'd do get broad strokes which I always like because it always feels so much bigger when the author doesn't over explain anything. Yeah. So we you def- get
1: hits just a taste.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is it's good because it makes the world feel bigger. If yeah. we had too much exposition about how everything worked, it would have made it too much. Yeah. It
1: would have made it too much. So I kind of we had mentioned this, this was one of my last questions I asked you, but kind of wanted to touch on I, the feminist thing. Like, what were you feeling when you're thinking about, like, feminism and Farrah, Farrah's character? It's Farrah. 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 We
0: have a very deliberate part at the beginning where one of her sisters says, Farrah, and she writes it out phonetically. Yeah.
1: yeah. To- I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Th-
0: thanks for that aid there. Yeah, well,
1: and then... Because I, listen- I was like,
0: Fairy. Herb, <laughs> and fire. I listened to the audio
1: book a couple <laughs> times, so it's like, Farrah. Yeah. Um, But... Like, as far as her sisters go, and her, and then Amarantha, I like, something feels weird about it to me, but I'm not sure what it is, and you're really good at that stuff, so.
0: About the feminism?
1: Yeah, and just like, I don't know, there's something about, I don't know, books where women
0: are pitted against each other. Okay, so you'd ask me about feminism in the novel. So, one of my biggest pet peeves, generally, when an author tries to create a strong female character, is that they make her strong because she's masculine. So they, I don't like dresses and I don't like jewelry. And, I don't and like I'm makeup a hunter. And I'm a hunter because. And I had to learn to kill things. <laughs> but she does a very good job of creating a character that is strong, but without having to sacrifice her femininity. You should read Throne of Glass <laughs> at some point. Because <laughs> it's always frustrating when they're like, well, she's strong because she's like a dude. And dudes are strong. Right. But she does a good job of like, I want pants and a shirt because they're practical right now. But when I want to feel pretty, I'm fine wearing a dress.
1: Yeah. And like, I still feel pretty in a right. dress.
0: I don't feel weaker because I'm wearing a dress and there's flowers in my hair. I still feel like a woman. I still feel pretty. I just don't want to wear this every day because I don't want to wear a dress every day. And it's
1: impractical And at it's times. impractical.
0: And she also does a good job of a lot of times when you get these quote, strong female characters, they hate on every overtly feminine character. So if they come across an overtly feminine character who is extremely feminine all the time, they're usually like, oh, they're weak, no. they're stupid. And there's they're-
1: a respect and adoration. And I'm thinking of Elaine, especially. Yes. Like she ad- adores, they both her and Nesta.
0: Yeah, so she does a good job of, even when there's overly feminine characters, she doesn't judge them for that. The Feyre still respects them mm-hmm. and still, you know, can relate to them without having to.
1: And there's also like, you know, it's, there's no, there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and wanting love and respect yes. and relationships. And you can see Farrah like being challenged by the fact that Tamlin's really disrespectful. <laughs> she just doesn't really know it. So she's just yeah. like, Oh, he's an arrogant fairy, but really they're just being like, shitheads <laughs> oh the arrogants! no they're just like assholes
0: no they're assholes yeah, yeah. and yeah. what about
1: um lucian what do you think of
0: lucian i like lucian better than i like tamlin yeah i feel like lucian's probably one of those guys that he sees tamlin as better than he actually is um and i i do like lucian usually there's the second guy in romance novels there's the love interest and then there's his second buddy. In command his buddy yeah his pal Who, usually the female the foil lead yeah falls as becomes friends with right um sometimes as like a jealousy mechanism sometimes just as like a mirror through which to view the main hero without having to like have the main hero talk right because <laughs> often they're silent and broody for a reason because if we heard them talk too much we would realize they were assholes so <laughs> awful so yeah so Lucian definitely plays his role as like he's the the lens through which we see tamlin as a better person than he actually is
1: yep Very much so. And Lucian's always making excuses for his
0: behavior. Right. And Lucian does show up for her, like in the second part, when he comes several times to help her out. Yeah. Yeah. And he makes more of an effort to try to get her to realize the truth than Tamlin ever does, because he's like, hey, so it would be really bad if you caught this fairy that told you the truth for every question that you asked. And I'm definitely not going to tell you exactly how to go do it so that you should go do it.
1: Yeah, with the cereal. Yeah. yeah, I love the cereal. I don't know why. I just it, this isn't a spoiler warning, but that that creature shows up, that Faye shows up in other books. That fairy,
0: I figured it would when she saved its life.
1: Yeah, and it. I just I love the cereal. <laughs> it always is like she has such an easy time. It. I think it goes a story or a theme that pops up a lot is like the the fate and the cauldron versus just like you know she's you know she goes to this thing where she's like I don't believe I don't believe in fate I don't believe in some cauldron what yeah. are you guys talking about and like but really like that's where this is going <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but for real though but for real
1: <laughs> like it is kind of fate that you are able to just catch a surreal as this human woman, like, she has all these, like, special human gifts that yeah. she doesn't even realize. Right. So it, it's very much like, mm, I think you were supposed to, yeah, you were definitely supposed to go this way. Oh, was there anything distracting or did anything take you out about the book? Or what was something that happened that you were like, ugh, I, I have a couple things. And they're very, very petty. <laughs>
0: Um, the only real like issue I had with her writing is every time we catch Fayra up. So we'll have these long periods where nobody actually answers any of Fayra's questions. It's so annoying. And then when we do finally have a character, it's literally an exposition dump. It's like two paragraphs worth of somebody just talking. Yeah. They'll be like, Okay, so here's the tea. He couldn't do that because he was told he couldn't. But yep. you had to love him and you had to hate fairies and yep. you had to what, instead of it being revealed as like a natural yep. like conversation. It's like, all right, here you go. You ready? I'm about to tell you everything that's going down. And then we move to the next plot point and then we'll have these long pant, like long period of time where no one answers her questions again. And then at the end of it, we'll get another exposition dump.
1: Yep. I actually highlighted, I could tell that by my highlighting pattern, I would highlight nothing. And then all of a sudden there would be like, Oh, wait, this is where we learn everything we've ever everything. needed to know. Everything. And she's withholding, like, no truth, no truth, no truth, which is really annoying. And it's like they're constantly just bullshitting her. Yeah. And she knows it, but, like, for chapters at a time. Yeah. And then Miss Alice comes through and is like, well... Here's the truth that I can talk about now. I
0: guess I can finally talk about it because the so. curse
1: is lifted. I'm
0: about to spill the tea. Are yeah. you
1: ready? That's not that happens frequently, and uh. it, it when we move through some. There are actual chapters and books that I'll be like. I really love chapter fifty four because it does nothing but that, and you've just been waiting ah. for like three books yes. to understand something, and it's You're an like, entire chapter oh, of thank explaining. God. Yeah, yes. I was really tired of not understanding that, <laughs> and I kind of there is something really like
0: stimulating about that, and like I don't mind the slow build up, but then sure. I want the reveal to match the writing style sure. of everything we've gotten from right from previous chapters. Right, it's the I'm very deft. At working these things in, I'm extremely good at writing dialogue, but I don't want to write three chapters where she figures this all out. I just want it out of the way so we can go back and write some more. Resand, yeah, <laughs> resand, resand. Oh, sorry, I've only seen it written down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it read it. I've only seen. Oh wow, I can't even say it. I've only seen it read it written. written. Yeah, yes, resand, resand. Yeah. Resend.
0: Is it Reese when they shorten it? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Reese. Um, but that's kind of like an orgasm <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> it's a and so if you think about it as a structure of like, like- foreplay and then an explosion, which she kind of does that with her character. It's <laughs> she like, does a bit
0: wow thanks i'm never gonna get that imagery out of yeah my mind. i
1: mean it's kind of like that it's like i think that might be why it's so satisfying <laughs> it's oh, because it it's like slow 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 and she does that with her characters and the way they connect with each other it's like yes. we're gonna hate each other for five to 15 chapters
0: <laughs> and then we're gonna we're gonna have sex so
1: yeah yeah or and, and this book is so pg-13
0: yeah, it's not. I it's, thought I remember more sex in this book. More spice, if you yeah, will. Yeah, <laughs> because I got to that and it was a very glossed it was over a sex scene. It was a paragraph. And then I thought, oh, God, I recommended Ice Planet Barbarians I <laughs> thought we were on the same page. <laughs> it's not the same page. Meanwhile, I'm like...
1: Wow, this, this, I'm reading Ice Planet or listening to it, and I'm like, wow, this is way more spice and plot or character building. Like, I still like it. It's so great. It's really fun and feels oh, yeah. frivolous well, and really. light. This book feels, I'm a little bit more attached, of course. There's more of an emotional there's connection. More char- I mean, there's more character development. So, right. I could see that. Well, without it being, well, so, okay, so let's talk about a really important character that we haven't talked about yet, but who happens to be pretty important in the book, resand Reese, if you will, the the high lord of the
0: night court. Yeah, okay, so this guy ticks every single box that, like, 18 to 38-year-old Rachel was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> like, we meet him at that festival at the very beginning, and I was like, oh, this is it, like, we're good, this is our final love interest, this is who we're gonna end up with, um, because he's fucking amazing, I can tell you right now <laughs> yeah yeah so what okay say more <laughs> so then he shows up a couple of times right so he shows up at the festival and then the next Kel day in my yeah, yeah. And the next day we get the um head on a stick yeah right which okay we can have our fun i guess yeah yeah which
1: i think we get an explanation for that that's not him that was He's her just taking an order for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she ordered him to do it there's one part in it where where i
0: was Really like, wait, are you an actual asshole? When he shows up and he's yelling at Tamlin and they're glamoring her to make sure that he can't see her. That's the next time we see him. And to me, this conversation that he's having with Tamlin is like, I already know you have a human here that you're trying to get to fall in love with you. And I'm testing the waters to see if you're actually going to be able to stick with it this time or if you're going to pussy out like you always do. Because he pushes him until he gets into grovel. And so I think what he's trying to feel out is like, are you going to, are you seriously doing this? Like you've got somebody, they're going to fall in love with you. Are you, do you have what it takes to see this all the way through? And,
1: and so you got, you felt early
0: on that he was actually playing the double agent well, at that scene, I wasn't sure. Sure. But I did go back after I finished everything and read a couple of his scenes to be like, is that what I'm getting still? Am I still getting asshole yeah. in this? And no, I don't think so. Because he, he can read minds. Right. And he is in her mind in that scene. So he knows who she is. But he asks her name. And when she gives a false name, he gives that false name to Amarantha. Right. So he had every opportunity to give her up. And he doesn't right. That's really interesting that you said that about.
1: I didn't feel that tension in the exact same way, um, but I'm actually not able to really go back. But I didn't. I didn't see it as him pushing him to like follow through. But now that I, you're saying that, I almost want to go back and read it and see if I can, if that shows up for me too. But when I, the one part that feels still to this day. Even after reading the whole series, um, like, I don't know why you did that, was when her arm is broken and her bone is hanging out of her body and he grabs it and twists it.
0: That's not in this book. Yes, it is. is when it? she breaks her, when she gets her arm broken after the mitten guard worm. Oh, well, she gets a, a bone put through her body, like she falls on a bone and it's pierced through her arm.
1: Oh. I thought it was her bones no. sticking out of her body.
0: No, she had put all those bones upright like she so broke she, all those bones in half and when she jumped Yeah,
1: and she used them as stake spears. Right. She
0: missed her little spot. She missed Oh, that she makes didn't so quite much more land sense. where she was supposed to land. And so when a bone went through her arm. So he was pulling it out. He was pulling out the bone that was in her.
1: Okay, that makes so much more sense. I swear, it that's one of those moments where it's like, okay, so I've listened to this book twice, but when I was actually reading it, things actually clicked in a way. I was like, oh yeah, that's why you have to look at words sometimes. <laughs> but I still didn't, I thought he was like twisting her bone to reset it so he no, could heal it. But no, he she didn't break out. My, she, bone. He
0: just pulled the bone out because mm. she had it in there and it was infected and she couldn't remove it because it hurt too much. Oh. And so he shows up and pulls it out and then heals her arm. Yeah, magic man.
1: Always looking out for Pharaoh. No. I wonder what his M.O. is. I know, but <laughs> like, I know. I know but, but
0: you can wonder. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can wonder. It's so funny. When I first read it, I did not hate Tamlin. It took me time. It took you time to hate and Tamlin. And I realize it's probably because... She does a
0: good job with that. She I really does. I think
1: I like toxic guys. I have this inability to see men... Not almond so I like <laughs> roll my eyes at the mic, um of course, but i I realize that like now I can see why his like the way he shows up is
0: not is bare minimum, yeah bare minimum, but at the the first part, she does a good job of hitting all of the like he's strong, but he's also beastly. fragile he's a beastly man and he's a, he's willing to take her like swimming in starlight and. <sighs> dance with her and hold her as the sun rises. So he does, she does a very good job of like, you, you can see where he's supposed to feel attractive and he's supposed to feel nice. Yeah. And then she does a good job of kind of obfuscating the idea in the second half that he really could have helped her more. And he chose not to because it was hard and he can't do things that are hard, hard is what I'm getting from him. But you definitely get the sense like maybe he was doing it because he, He didn't want her to know. He didn't want the evil queen to know how much he loved Feyre.
1: Well, and I totally get that because that, I mean, that makes sense. Like he, he didn't want her to know, oh, when she's with Reese, that hurts me the most. Or if she's all the other awful, when the adder, A-T-T-O-R, I thought it was (laughs) um, (laughs) A-D-D-E-R, is like punching her and stuff. Yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: That's what she. That's what we're supposed to get from it. Instead of
1: like, but uh, actually, he's incapable. He was also, 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 also. he was actually also just kind of incapable of knowing how to
0: move forward in any way, connect Mm. with people. Right. He's supposed to be kind of a blunt instrument. He can hit things really hard, but he's not the person you go to when you need like manipulation and finesse, like resand. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like our dog Reese, our <laughs> own bro, our boy, yeah. Um, what was your? Fa- oh, let me. I didn't circling back. Sorry to get beep, beep, boop, beep. Um, things that took me out of the book, things that took me out of the fantasy land, and this isn't just this book. I actually see this happen a lot. It's where characters eat nothing but bread and cheese, <laughs> and they're just so fit, and they're fine. And they're just so fine. They're like, I'm just, God, I just need some wine, bread, and cheese. And I'm right. like, that is not. Or happening. she
0: stuffs herself at every meal for, what, like With, two months while she's there. And
1: Sarah J. Maas says that over and over and over and over again. Always sweets. Everybody loves sweets. They eat sweets, they eat sweets. Sweet, sweet, sweets. chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And I'm like, that is not what happens to your body. <laughs> of course, they're all like, I'm sure the Faye metabolism is hummingbird-like. <laughs> rolled my eyes
0: because <laughs> aren't all fade just
1: thin blonde <laughs> yeah. long
0: haired yeah. pretty golden
1: brown hair which i still have a hard time picturing what that means golden brown
0: so brown it's gold <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe okay. just like that really dark blonde but maybe like, like yeah although somebody describes it as brassy which i thought was a little rude yeah because that's like the mercenary at the beginning. She's like, I see the other girls over there with that brassy hair of yours. Yeah, that's like orange. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What'd you think of her sisters? Nesta. Nesta reminds me so much of my sister.
0: I had a hard time at the beginning of the book, I think, because I always have a hard time with the like Cinderella character, mm. the one that's like at the cost of my happiness and my health and my life and my mental health and my mental well-being. I'll fucking take care of you because somebody a long time ago made me promise I would when I was like four years old and I didn't know (laughs) what I was promising, but I'm still clinging to this because it's like the life raft that I have left of dignity that I, that I've kept for myself. Um, yeah, I mean, she didn't like her mother or she didn't have any particular attachment to her mother. So I don't really understand the motivation for giving up her, like giving up everything for these two people that at least at the very beginning feel very, well, Elaine, is Elaine, but at least Nesta feels very ungrateful for everything they're doing. Yeah, Nesta's to
1: tough. Me. It's almost hard. Like she's really unlikable a lot. She's less
0: unlikable when the, she goes back, right? And, and you Nesta's can tell she like, cares. Yeah, Nesta's like, I, I, I tried to find you. Yeah, but she's got super. She's got secret,
1: faded human skills too, <laughs> like her inability to be phased. Yeah. by magic. I can see that. You know, like, yeah. just like Farah, She's got secret human skills.
0: Secret oh, human abilities.
1: Yeah, mutants. <laughs> Bring them in. Um, but yeah, Nesta is such a, but I really do think that she reminds me of my little sister so much. The like aggressive, stubborn, super emotional and how that all mixes together. And you're just like, wow. You know, like really yeah. tough, can't let anybody in, but you can tell probably feels more than anybody in the room, but also is really ch- challenging and difficult to talk to. Yeah. And hates everyone around her,
0: <laughs> it's, but is also in charge of everybody. Look, it's probably harder to be them than it is to be around them. 100%. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I relate. <laughs> Just relate. I mean, I I don't know. I felt they were fine. I'm glad we went revisited them. Yeah. Because if we'd left it just the way it was in the beginning, I would have been like, why are you fighting so hard to go back to these people? They're assholes. And they let your
1: your older sisters let you go out there and just, meanwhile, yeah. Do everything.
0: Like, she goes back and... The wood isn't chopped and she's like, Can you guys chop this? And they're like,
1: Oh but You do it so much better. You do it so much better. It's than weaponized you know.
0: and, and I'm just like What? Yeah. And she's like, Well, I promised my mother I'd take care of them. Be like, You can reframe that however you want. You can be like, I promised I would take care of them. So I need to teach them to take care of themselves because what if something happens to me? Right. So in That's a w- actual leadership. In a Thank way- you for bringing that up. <laughs> in a way, she fails her promise because when she leaves, they're helpless. Yeah. And she knows it. She's yeah. like, they're going to starve to death in a week. So have you really taken care of them? Uh, no, because they can't deal without you.
1: I don't know if you caught this when you went back through it, but I was trying to pay attention to like the win of Farah switching from I hate him too. I like him.
0: And it's actually very fast. It is very fast. It goes from. She's I, like, I gotta get back home. I gotta go home. I have my family, family. And he's like, It's fine. I'm, I'm taking care of them. And she's like, That's kind of hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, Oh, I don't And Nobody needs me. Yeah. And which is what I'm saying. The only thing he does for her is just give her space. Yeah. He just, just takes away the things that she needs. But he to also do. doesn't
1: give her things she needs. like... I mean, I guess he lets her paint. He's still very restrictive with her, though. He won't let her, like, well, I guess he does more. I don't know. He still feels very, like, controlling.
0: Controlling. He's not restrictive in that, like, she's stuck there, but he's restrictive in that, like, he doesn't tell her enough about the world around her that she can navigate it. Like, especially when, for the first half of their time together. He literally hides half of his household so that she can't see them. She thinks it's just lonely. Them, so that he can't see them. She sees them. them as like little fairy silver
1: glimmers at the side of her face. Right. And <laughs> Can then, you imagine that would drive you insane?
0: <laughs> and then he reveals them and she's like, people have been watching me this whole time and he's like, yeah! And he just... <laughs> he's like, that's why we know everything because you've been
1: sneaking around. It's like... if. <laughs> Like, can you imagine you're just like sneaking around and there's people everywhere and it's become like this laughing joke in the castle. Do you know how
0: pissed I would be? I would be furious. I'd be so fucking furious. I would walk myself back home. I'd be like, if that's how this is, yeah. I am out. Yeah. So you've been
1: laughing at me. I have been literally mapping this chateau or what the estate out yeah. while there's people just like like, swift, swifting and dusting
0: and, like, looking at me and giggling. Right.
1: And the little kids are, like, popping up everywhere. In the, and
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be, mm No, thank you. And he's like, she's like, so when I thought I was alone, he's like, yeah, you weren't. <laughs> and i <I'd>, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. you didn't think I could handle it? You thought you could kidnap me, bring me back here, but I couldn't handle seeing... 30%, 30% to 50% of your household, you just had to, like, cover that. And then he made everyone else appear human. Yeah. So even Alice appears human. Bark lady. Yeah. But which when, is actually really cool. I, I don't know. I really like Alice. Alice is a good one. Which brings me back to why Reese is better. Okay. Let's talk about that some more. <laughs> because he trusts her immediately. 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 Do you notice how, like,
1: Reese is more vulnerable with her in, like, three meetings then Tamlin yeah. is the entire. Tamlin
0: book. is masked, literally and metaphorically, correct for the vast majority of the novel. And
1: even even then, is still like he sees her and just wants to bang her. Right. He's still not trying to be like this. Has been awful for me. We have to get out of here. Yeah. He's like, let's do it right now. <laughs> Let me get your paint all over me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Reese immediately trusts her in a situation where he wouldn't really expect him to. They haven't even really met. I mean, they talk a little bit at that festival that I only read, so I don't remember how to pronounce it. Kalanmai. Mai. Mai. So they talk for like two seconds there. I've only seen it written. (laughs) (laughs) And they have like half a second later where he finds her glamored and he has a chance to use her against Tamlin. And then, like, really, they don't interact again until the trial. And then you find out that he's the only one that bet that she would survive the trial. Yep. So he was immediately like, "She's got this." Yeah, and I trust her because he
1: could feel his dark power. His power (laughs) can feel her super secret human skills, her special set of skills she's got. Um, the end of the book. How did you feel about how it ended?
0: I mean, where she becomes Faye.
1: Yeah, that and um, like just where it cut off. I mean, I guess, did it feel like it finished?
0: I guess it feels like it ended. I was already so mad at Tamlin by the time it ended that when she's riding back into spring, it did not feel like a victory. I was like, you went back to that son of a bitch. I would not go back to that son of a bitch. You stood up there and declared your love. You literally risked your entire life. You literally killed other people to be able to save him. And he was just like,
1: yeah, and uh, there's this thing where he doesn't pick up on her actual like, like Pharaoh was traumatized, like she was broken, yeah, like super shattered, and he just never seems to f- be able. He's to- like,
0: but it's done now. I don't know what. Yeah, what's wrong? What's wrong? What do you mean? She's like, I had to stab you in the chest. I had to stab these two little Which, innocent kids. Why in the chest. did we drop so many hints about him having a stone heart if he never intended her to stab him in the chest? That's what I mean, I that's,
1: get. they get obviously they intended that.
0: Yeah, because we I don't we know. We lead there a lot, so I, I haven't read the rest of the books, but it leads me to question whether Tamlin knew more about what Feyre would do in response to what he did than he let on. So he sends her back to the human world, but then when she comes back to save him after she finds out that Claire has been killed or kidnapped or whatever. Conveniently, the one servant that she has rapport with is still in the estate. Right. Eh, I you mean, know.
1: it's a book, It's the, a very poor book. Entire, it's the entire the yeah. entire
0: household, and it's Alice. Alice. Yeah. Who Alice is like? Let but me write it down it's, for you. But it's probably. I mean,
1: they did make it kind of make sense because her boys are hidden. She's getting collecting stuff because she's supposed to go. So she hid. Right, she's the only person not under the mountain. Right, so I guess yeah. Uh, I mean, she is kind of
0: motivated. Yeah. And then yeah, she's like, "Take I me see. to under the mountain." And Alice is like, "No." She's like, "Take me under the mountain." And Alice goes, "No." She's like, "Take me under the mountain." She's and like, Alice oh, goes, "Okay, yeah, okay, it's fine." Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> oh of, my god, twist my arm, sure. Yeah, that
1: there's a lot of that in all of her books. Like incredibly stubborn
0: main characters, where you're just like.
1: She's just going to yell louder, and then you're going to say yes.
0: She's just going to say it more firm. So she takes her there, specifically warns her about everything that does actually happen to her, like making bargains and drinking fairy wine and whatever. But she's not allowed to say... Yeah, and the,
1: the... I mean, the whole setup where she's like, they wanted me to hear him talk about having a stone heart. I mean, maybe that was... I mean, that didn't break the curse, so it's not like no, but stabbing it's, her and stabbing Tamlin in a stone
0: heart. Was, right, There's the, it's very specific that the one thing that they alluded to continuously for her was the fact that his heart was made of stone without knowing that she was going to go under the mountain or that she was going to make that bargain or that Amarantha was going to set that as her third trial. Or, yeah, and that she would actually have to... But then it actually didn't do anything. So right, then, no, like, it did. It just made yeah. sure he didn't die when she stabbed him. That's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> But she could be like... Yeah, you want me to stab him? I'll stab this. I'll stab this bitch, and she <laughs> stabs him. And she's like, "Touche, motherfucker." He's got a stone heart, and that's like that's it. That's the only reason we, we yeah, throw that in there at that's all. That's true. It's that's very true. It's pretty unnecessary, right? And if he could have alluded strongly to that, could he have not alluded to maybe other parts of the thing, which would have actually broken like there the curse? Actually,
1: being a curse. Yeah. Like besides calling it a blight. Which could is he a not, person? Could
0: he not utter the word, utter the word curse? Or I mean, because there's or, a lot of he could. What are
1: some f- other words for curse?
0: uh power spell, <laughs> uh, negative vibes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there are just somebody threw
1: somebody horcrux. Look, there's some bad juju no, ju- up in here. <laughs> yeah, somebody bad juju does. Yeah. Yeah, or just.
0: Yeah, I feel like they could have done some more work around it. I mean, it's fine. It's well written. I'm not mad at it. I just feel like we could have. But that's part of him being just like he's a blunt instrument character. That's what he is. Reese would have figured it out. Reese
1: is smart. He's also a Scorpio. I know this because on one of, I follow a lot of Instagram accounts that draw pictures of these characters. Oh, okay, nice. I love them. I just love while I'm reading it or listening to it to scroll through and look at pictures of them that other people have. And there's a lot of Patreons that hey. are really spicy. Fan art is nice. Fan like, art is great. Yeah. I really enjoy it. But some woman went through and like gave everybody signs. Some I agreed with. <laughs> Reese is definitely a Scorpio. It's fine. Um but some of them I didn't, but it's fine. I mean, we don't have to go there. Like, <laughs> it's a deep dive. Um, but yeah, he definitely had the ability to... He's just so macro. He could see everything going on. You know, like a, a general. Yeah. Like, he could zoom out and really kind of manipulate everything that was happening.
0: Kind of, in a way. Reese Rhysand. Yeah. Reese Rhysand. Well, he's, he's the character that sees the big picture. Yep. Which is why he's willing to make hard choices. Like, would he have sacrificed Feyre if it would have freed everybody? Probably not. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. He might have. He probably would have told her ahead of time. Like, look, I'm sorry. But I gotta do this. But I gotta do this. Yeah. And to be fair, I think she probably would have sacrificed him if it would have furthered her, what she she felt was the absolute right path that needed to be taken. Yeah. She probably would have. But of course, they would have probably been like, look, we're gonna communicate this ahead of time to each other because that's... Yeah, and then they'd
1: be like, but let's find a way around it. Yeah,
0: but I I think they are much better matched because they are very similar characters because they're both the type of character that thinks through something that's going on. Like
1: what, yeah, instead of just sitting back and allowing it to happen and then being like, well.
0: Yeah, and I think Tamlin is that character that trusts a lot in his strength. Like he's always been the strongest. He's always been the toughest. And so he's like, well, I'll get through it just by being... Tough and strong, and powerful. Yeah.
1: Golden light and a beast. <laughs> yeah, a I'm golden like, I've light. I have
0: claws and a mane and horns. <laughs> and horns and shit. So obviously, yeah. I can see my way through this. I
1: can eat a bogey <laughs> or a boggy or a bog. Bogue is how I said it. But bogue a, sounds good to me. Bogey. Is that it?
0: A, isn't a that, bogey is like a military term for like an unknown, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. Isn't it also
0: in Harry Potter? A bogue. Bog, a bogue, pokey. I don't. I don't know. What's it Did you read Harry Potter? I read like the first five books, and uh, then I thought Harry Potter was an asshole, and I stopped reading it.
1: Interesting. <laughs> that might be a podcast. People want to hear that. I'm not sure how Do many. They? I'm not sure how many people. <laughs> look, i don't want my strong opinions about Harry Potter. I mean, I kind of get it though. He was kind of a dick. Yeah. He was his dad's son
0: though. His I mean, dad was a dick. Right. And okay, I've. I have a lot to say about Harry Potter, so maybe we should just talk I think about that, that right now. Yeah,
1: sure. Okay, circling back, um, yeah, Tamlin was a douchebag. Lucian was great. It, I, I feel like kind of stuck. I'm like, I don't really think we can go very much farther without me being like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me? Let, let me let you know let me tell you how that ex- Let me tell you how that shows up later. <laughs> um, so when I'm talking about the end, there's that part when she's saying goodbye to Reese, Resand, Yeah. And he like looks at her and he's going to go um, do this thing called winnowing. You'll learn that in a later book. But he winnows. That's where they like disappear.
0: Oh, okay. It's
1: called winnowing. Um, <laughs> it's called winnowing. It? Yeah. I have superior knowledge right now. <laughs> Just for like two days until you crush the second book. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? You know, <laughs> you're gonna, yeah. You're, second, <laughs> yeah, I know. You really will crush this. Are you reading the second one? Yet? No, I haven't started it yet. Oh, okay, cool. And you haven't looked at any fan art?
0: No. So, fan art spo- I mean, I haven't because I'm trying to yeah, like.
1: That's excellent because fan art spoiled things for me. So, when I was reading the first book, I was like, but I don't understand because I had seen some fan art. Also, there's a part, there's a cameo by these characters in Throne of Glass. So in the last Throne of Glass book, there's like eight of those. One of those characters runs into some characters from this story, this universe. So like all her universes are stacked.
0: Okay. So. Like Brandon Sanderson.
1: Yeah. The Cosmos. The Cosmere. Co- the Cosmere. The Cosmos. The Cosmere. <laughs> <The> cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmere. Um, so, yeah, I think she's going to do like an endgame type book where it's like everybody – I have this feeling where her storylines will somehow converge and then you'll get all these characters and it'll just be like <laughs> the most satisfying book that's ever happened and then they'll have to turn it into a Hulu show and they'll have to be 10 seasons.
0: Wow, we're just throwing this way out there. Yeah, well, there
1: is a Hulu show coming of for this story. For this story? Yeah, and it's the guy that did, um, did you read Outlander?
0: I read the first and second Outlander. There's a lot of them. There are. The
1: shows are great. The show's fine.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I liked it. I liked the book's Some okay. of the later seasons are, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of story. It's. But the guy that did those shows is going to do the show, which I am grateful for because he seems to be able to know how to make it like an adult story. Versus a, like, young adult story. Yeah, this I don't is not a these, young adult story. I don't want to see these characters as teenagers, even no. though Ferris 19 and Reese is and Tamlin are, like, 400 and 500 years old. <laughs> Which we've talked about off, yes. off the pod. Yeah, off the pod. About how weird
0: that is. It's a little weird. And like it not It pinos. doesn't, it doesn't like work pinos. the other way around. It doesn't work the other way around. If you had a 19-year-old male character and you had a 400-year-old female character, they'd be like, I'm not fucking dealing with this guy. Yeah. Right, it only works if you have the young, the young, experienced, Was like hardened by life, female character, yeah. who is just happy to have this. Apparently, it takes four hundred and fifty years for a man to emotionally mature far enough <laughs> that they can relate to the battle hardened to nineteen year old female. <laughs> <laughs> that's so real life. <laughs> I mean, that's why it works as a, as women reading it we want these mature male characters and you can't have a 19-year-old boy be the male character because they're not going to be able to compete it will be like a son yeah it would be like okay now we're now we're in love and now I'm cooking for you and shit because yeah because you're helpless because yeah. you're a 19-year-old boy yeah
1: 19-year-old boys just want to kill things and bang <laughs> <laughs> and spice it up. Yeah. There's, um, yeah. yeah. But in that, wait, I don't, I think I talked about this earlier. We were just talking about it, I think. The end, right? When Rhysanne mm-hmm. shows back up and he's like, "Farah, I just wanted to say goodbye. And he looks at her and he goes to Winnow. Yeah. With my superior grammar, <laughs> um, my vocabulary. And then he like stumbles and trips and looks at her and he's like, and, he, and then he has to leave. Yeah. What was, it, what was your take on that?
0: Um, I didn't really have a take on it because I know we're going to cover that probably immediately. So I thought either he had been snatched or something happened to him that was beyond his control. Mm, interesting. Because every other time he sort of steps into darkness and this time he just disappeared.
1: Mm, yeah. Interesting.
0: So it felt like something not his power.
1: Sure. Yeah, that wasn't my take on that. Okay. But I'm not going to share my take on it (laughs) because my take ends up being right. Oh, nice. (laughs) It's It's fine, you're way smarter than me. No, it's fine. I'm happy to be surprised. Yeah, I think you will be. You'll be like, oh, dang. But when that happened and I was reading it, I was like, it was actually one of those things where I was like, oh, I really hope that that is this. And Mm. then
0: very far later it ends up being that that is this. Well, we talked about the mating bond, which yeah. is a little Chekhov rifle-y. Like, you know what Chekhov's rifle is. Nope. Don't, don't put a rifle on the wall in the first act if you're not going to shoot it in the second act.
1: Oh, no, I didn't know that. So
0: we talk a lot about so the smart. mating bond. So smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk a lot about the mating bond. Sure. So, of course, that's going to come up. Yeah. We talk a lot about, we have an unnecessary long conversation about fairy procreation and how high procreate slowly, and other fairies procreate faster. So clearly, procreation is going to happen at some point. Sure, yeah. In this That's very story. true.
1: Yeah. So. And she does that a lot. Sarah J. Mass throws things around in places here. Way,
0: way back. Way back. We also talked a lot about that eye and the finger bone, for it to right. not be significant. Plus, it's missing at the end, which is like right. a throwaway line. Right. They're like, somehow... The eye and bone are missing. <laughs> Weirdest thing. But super, this, super weird. But this super enchanted yeah. eye and finger bone are like gone or whatever. Yeah, but she does that,
1: she does that, um, the orgasm structure again, <laughs> where you like think about it and then all of a sudden it explodes. Bang, on your face. here we go. Yeah. yeah. And then there's two chapters talking about it. Yeah. And it becomes
0: very relevant. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to become relevant soon because she's obviously not dead. She can't be dead. Who? Amarantha. Your face is telling me she's probably dead. This felt like a horcrux situation where we had, like, my soul is bound to some other outside soul. No? No? (laughs) I don't know. You're like, I'm not going to throw this out there because I don't want to talk about it. Okay, that's fine. That's my, like, stab for the next book. Yeah. Is we have either a similar bad guy or the same bad guy coming back.
1: Yeah. So, okay, that's a great place to go, and I think a nice place to maybe wrap up. I feel like you we've kind of touched on a lot of things, right? Yeah, Is there yeah. anything else that you feel like that you took from it or you wanted to talk about? Because I feel like we've gone over my entire list.
0: <laughs> we've gone over all my minutes. Well, I did think the use, well, the, right, Reese especially, um, just going back to Reese because okay. we should always go back to Reese. Always go I back feel to like Reese. There's really no reason to ever leave Reese at this point. I did think it was interesting the use of whore to describe him right? Several times. Tamlin uses it. Several other people use it. And I thought it was a really interesting way of addressing him since it's typically used in a feminine. Oh, speaking of that,
1: did you notice the talk about um, male contraceptive? Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. That Isaac was on the contraceptive. And that exists
1: throughout all of her universes. It is never the woman's. It's Either person's decision
0: to be protective of their bodies and procreation. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought the use of whore was really interesting. Yeah. And the idea that no man has a non-consensual relationship with a woman. That every sexual encounter for a man is consensual.
1: That's not true. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I know it's not yeah, true. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which is <laughs> why, like, wait. why we're immediately
0: assigning him the title of whore. Right. Because they're like, well, you're with Amarantha. It's, it's obviously a consensual relationship. Like Nobody entertains the idea that he's with her for any other reason than because he wants to be. Or
1: that there's a power structure. Yeah. yeah. They're not talking about the power structure and the way that that shows up and that when a really powerful woman who can kill everybody and take your power <laughs> yeah. and turns everybody's heart to stone says, oh, you have to do this or I'm going to,
0: yeah. But he alludes to it to Feyre. He doesn't yeah. specifically state it. But he mentions to her, like, haven't you noticed that I haven't taken advantage of you in that way? Like, I've had plenty of opportunity, but I never have.
1: And he specifically set it up so that you could tell that he
0: did not. Right. Yeah. And he was like, how do you think I would feel if somebody was doing that to me?
1: Right. Wink, wink,
0: nudge, nudge. Like, how do you think (laughs) I would feel? And and
1: Tamlin's somewhat, um, well, he's somewhat reflective about, you know the slavery thing and like turning humans into slave, and Fair not feeling like she's like a captive because he feels so much like a captive too. Right. So there is a little. I, I mean, that is one point for Cam- Tamlin, but like ten points for Rhysand.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reese
1: is what you call a fucking gentleman.
0: Yes, he's like I may be dressing you up and playing a role with you. I may
1: be dressing you like hot <laughs> shit, like she's so. <laughs> She's like, I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I love looking at pictures of the, like the outfits in these books too. You're like, oh, that, out- that dress is fire. <laughs> like, I will. It's one. not
0: even a dress. It's like a scarf. Yes, like a boob scarf. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a very Princess Leia y outfit.
0: Just strips. Right. I guess she has, never mind. She just had like a bra and yeah, panties on. Yeah, there's no back. There's no, no It's literally around her neck, over her breasts, and belted around her waist. Yeah. And she probably doesn't have any panties on either. No. She says it. I can feel like the wind on my backside. But he paints her. Like he paints her. So it's like that body paint. Yeah. Like in the Sports Illustrated where all those bathing suits are actually painted on. Yes. yes. It's like
1: latex too. It probably like peels off. Right. Well, actually this comes off. It's probably like fairy paint (laughs) because it shows up.
0: But then goes back to where it's supposed to be, right? It does when Tamlin shows up. Yeah. And Tamlin, which you're like. Okay this was an interesting thing to include to allude to the fact that Re- no he doesn't fix her paint. He puts paint on himself. He takes the paint off Tamlin and he puts paint on herself but himself but he doesn't he specifically does not fix her paint So we know that he can't he can't fake the idea that he's not touching her anywhere else because mm. even he can't change the paint or he doesn't change the paint on mm. her he leaves it smudged but he makes it look like he's the one who smudged it. <laughs> Rhysan. I know.
1: Like, this it- is Rhysan's corner, and <laughs> <laughs>
0: clearly we are. We are fans of, of Reese. Yeah, Reese. Yeah, as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, this is. Yeah, with yeah. your
1: purple sapphire eyes. Yeah.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Ooh, that <laughs> nose flare.
1: That's what you call it. She's attracted. like
0: to, to paint him would have driven me insane. I know. And you're
1: like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, and, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, they're all, and they're all like 6'5. Oh, they're always feet,
0: with long hair. 6'5. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. They all always have uh, giant appendages.
0: Uh, yes. Not that
1: this one was like PG 13. That's how you know that Tamlin wasn't right. Yeah, a paragraph. He did. I mean,
0: Tamlin is right in lots of ways. He. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying he's not Feyre's guy. Yeah. He's got a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. Clearly, like he's, or maybe not growing up, but maturing. Like he's just got a lot of introspection. Right. He's. And if I was the member, he's of his only four hundred, and
1: Reese is like five hundred. So I think you really <laughs> hit on something there, like...
0: where they really something
1: really happens to the the men in these books, or that from four hundred to five hundred, that's where they really gain the self awareness and the communication and emotional intelligence they need to <laughs> show up
0: well for a nineteen year old. Yes, huntress, and they do mention that they don't even come of age till seventy five. Yep. So clearly they're like.
1: They- 16 at 75.
0: <laughs> so they're slow, you know. Yeah. So even though they've can had you a lot of
1: Imagine having a baby for
0: like 10 years. I would die. <laughs> I would just die. I was thinking That's about, probably why the the other fae, like the not high fae. The fairies, can, They can yeah. they can procreate fast and they grow up faster. Probably. Because then you can hire a bunch of them to take care of your children. Yep. So
1: that year ha- your children that are little tiny things for 10 years. Yeah. Are you a baby for like six years?
0: I would die. That would be so much worse. <laughs> it would be so. That's probably why they're like, "Listen, we're rulers well, now." Unless because they we become need someone like take smart babies, kids. like like Baby Yoda, that would be worse. Like Grogu, that'd be worse because they're like tiny but can't communicate. Can't communicate, and they just cute their way out of everything. Yeah, like
1: I don't <laughs> know any children like that. Um, yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you liked it. I'm really excited because I was thinking, like, she might not like this book. I'm I'm ready to get to the second one. I'm really excited for you to read, yeah, second one and the third one and the fourth one, (laughs) which is a short, like, novella, kind of. It is. It's like a Christmas story. Aw. So you might, you'll probably get to it, honestly, by Christmas. It's like a little, I think it's called, like, Frost and Starlight or something. And then the fifth book, which is with the narrator changes.
0: (laughs) You're like, uh, I can kind of tell who the narrator is just from the Oh, I like it when we switch to another point of view character, especially if it's one that I like.
1: Yeah. Well, and we'll we'll see. We'll see when we get there.
0: If we continue. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to finish this. Yeah. We can't put up one episode and then not finish the series. Okay, cool. I love that
1: idea. I just can't wait. I, I, I can't wait to see how your perception and idea of everybody evolves as the characters evolve. And they really do change. I'm excited to pay
0: attention more to, like, really how long they stay a certain way. And then all of a sudden they change. Yeah, but now that you've described it as an orgasm, I'm literally never going to consider it anything else. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'm ready. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, that is that is what it, it... It feels like a payoff to me. I'm like, oh, this chapter, this is the exposition chapter. We're going to get every answer we've ever wanted, almost. Almost. And then she almost, like, starts a new story. That was something about this book. is like, it's been, like, three-fourths of the book in one place. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it's like really another... Is one book's
0: second book, almost. Kind of, The yeah. second half. And because Feyre is a drastically different character in the second half. I mean, she's... The same, but we're seeing more of who she is without the – because she spent the first half letting go of yep. all of those obligations yep. that really weren't obligations even to start with, let's be honest. So she's, she's letting go of all of that perceived obligation. And then she spent a little bit of time just being Feyre, painting, hanging out, yeah. whatever, which is kind of when she falls in love with him because it's like, I'm finally free. This is the most attractive male person in my vicinity – that I feel like I can talk to. So I'm, I think I'm in love with him. He's so nice. And he's so nice. I love him so much. He just, he lets me talk and he doesn't talk back because he's literally just staring at me like, Ugh. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> the, I don't think the curse required him to be in love with her. She just had to be in love with him.
1: Yeah, but he did love her in a way that in he, a way. in like as a possession almost. Yeah, like
0: yeah. like you're cute, like a puppy. Like or a, a kitten, puppy. Or a kitten. Yep, An adorable little thing that he found in the woods and brought home, and he tamed it. Yeah, That's exactly how he.
1: And it loves, and she loves him.
0: Yeah. Like a Labrador retriever. She's- That's Feyre from the first part, because it's like, no matter what you do to me, I'm here because I love you. Yeah. I see that you're not helping me, but there's gotta be a reason. Yeah, you won't even look at me, or won't look steal at me, steal wink, glances at me, so that I know anything. Yeah, literally, no- nothing. So to the point where she thinks he's under a spell, and
1: and he does that thing where he, it's like,
0: and you you'll you catch this in
1: relationships. He's more he's trying to protect her more than he actually cares about how she feels like she he he doesn't see her as a whole person he's not like considering her feelings and like her her existence and like what it feels like to be in a space or what she's going through he's only trying to protect her yeah i mean and i guess and i think that's a difference in resand the resand treats her as
0: a whole person and he's immediately vulnerable with her like yeah. he shows up in her cell and he's like oh, i'm just tired i just need to say for a lonely, minute i'm lonely
1: i'm tired i need someone to talk to and you don't know anybody here
0: yeah. and You don't know she, shit about me. She could have thrown him under the bus. It wouldn't have gotten her anything. But just for spite, she could have told, yeah. she could have spilled the beans. Like, well, he's been showing up in my cell and helping me. And he, you know, whatever. She could have gotten him in serious trouble. But he knows she's not going to.
1: Yeah. I also want to talk about how fast you read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's really out of nowhere. But I'm real like, you must read really fast because... You read these books really fast. It takes me long, long to read. I think
0: I really wish that I could like be in someone's mind. I don't know that I read fast. I just read intently, so I will finish a book quickly because I'm just that's all I'll do if yeah, I'm but interested. Yeah, when in it. you're uh, a busy person, <laughs> I don't know. Like at any just anytime I sit down, I'll pull a yeah. book out.
1: Okay. Yeah, maybe.
0: If I waited till the evening, it takes like, forever. But like, can
1: you read and then put your finger on it and let me see
0: how fast it goes? <laughs> <laughs> <Like> right now, <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. Right literally, now. if I don't finish a book in about a week, I'm not okay. gonna finish it. A week? That makes sense. I get that. But like, it. I have to stay with it. If I don't, then I'll just leave the book. Yeah. And. It, because we're reading it together, I'll finish this series. I don't know that if you left me to my own devices, I'd finish this. I don't normally go past about the third or fourth book on a series. Really? You think you just lose steam or momentum? It depends it, because of the writing style, usually. You get tired of it. Like, I love the Dresden Files, and I made it farther in the Dresden Files than anywhere else. Oh, I'm going to read those. And recently. I made it all the way to Ghost Story, and I started reading the next one. And his description, he had matured enough as a writer that he had started just elaborately describing things and it drove me so fucking nuts (laughs) i (laughs) was like like, i don't care there's a part where there's a battle scene and we literally have almost three paragraphs describing this drop of blood like running down this guy's lip and like pooling on the bottom of his lip and then like dripping slowly and then falling and landing on this ice and then splashing and turning and i was like i'm gonna die i just (laughs) like It's you just, can't put me in a momentum situation <laughs> like a fight scene and then throw me back to the time. It's book. Bu- like, <laughs> it was like bullet time in The Matrix. You just like, like all of a sudden stop. I, I literally put the book down. I was like, and we're finished. <laughs> just and put the book down. I'm done. And I'm done. Yeah. And it was great. I loved every other book, but that one part was just like,
2: ugh, yeah. I couldn't
0: stand it. I don't, uh, do I lose steam? I do the same thing with television shows. If I make it past the third season. I'm doing good, no matter how invested I'm in the storyline. So
1: I'm kind of like that with TV shows, too. I can't binge watch a whole series. Like, I really want to watch The Wire from beginning to end, but I, I can watch it as it comes out, right? But if there's, like, five seasons of a show, I have a really hard time making it through the whole thing. And I get really obsessive about books. Like, I i think we talked about this. I knocked out a chunk of the, the Cosmere books, a ch- healthy chunk. Like, a lot of them. Thousands of pages. And then I was like, I can't read any more of this. Let me move to fairy porn.
0: Yeah, and here I need are. there to be some sex between these characters <laughs> that love each other a lot. Yeah, I like Brandon. His writing's really good, but he's a little, he's very PG.
1: Yeah, it, yes. Yes, he is. He doesn't, and he has gotten better at women characters, but... When I mean, you can definitely tell a difference in like the way of kings and Mistborn in the amount of, and I think he heard the criticism, took it, and then was like, okay, well, I need actually to have more
0: than one strong From female. Here, when character. we finish all five of these, five, yeah. When we finish all five of these, we're gonna do the Murderbot series. Okay. Have you read the Murderbot series? No. Okay. Don't. I won't. Because we're going to do them. Okay, I won't read them. Unless you want to read all of them, and we'll just talk about them in a group, because they're novellas. Oh. It's novellas and one novel. Okay. But I think you would really identify with Murderbot. Okay. And I feel like you need to read Murderbot Diaries. Why? (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Is this, okay, we're just going to segue here for a minute. Yes, yeah, this, this is a plug for Murderbot Diaries. Everybody should read it because eventually we're going to review it. and then This you'll will already be read in it. 12
1: podcasts from now.
0: In January of 2023. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Murderbot is a, it's like the future, but indefinite in future. Sci-fi, it's a hard sure. sci-fi. And he is what's called a security unit or a sec unit. And okay. it's like a grown construct where he's part machine, part person. But he was never a person. They didn't take a person and make the machine. They literally grow organic parts and create like a construct. And his entire purpose is to act as like security. And so they have like all these strict controls in the robot part of their brain. But they also have an organic part of their brain. Which has feelings. Which, well... He would say he doesn't have feelings, (laughs) but they have what's called a governor unit and it keeps them like they have to follow orders. They can't sit down on human furniture. It has all these rules that they can't follow. They have to follow. So he hacks his own governor unit and figures out how to stream television shows. And so every time he's just standing there, he's watching TV or reading books. Wow. And so he has consumed by the time you pick up with him, he's like, uh, media would tell you that if a sec unit hacks their governor unit they're going to become like a rampaging monster. He's like, well, I've watched 14,000 hours of television and I have yet to kill anybody, so I think I'm kind of a failure in that. Wow. <laughs> and it's like... I wonder what kind of TV he's watching. It's mostly soap operas. I, I was going to say, something yes. like gentle. It's really good. It's really funny because it's this sec unit that everybody just perceives because they all look the same. They're yeah. like a droid. They're like kind a... Of yeah. Yeah. So, like a clone. It, well, it's an it. He doesn't, it doesn't like to be gendered. Oh, okay. But so, that makes sense. So, Murderbot is. I respect that. <laughs> in fact, he has the opportunity to get a gender. And, he, and he's op, like, sh- it opts out. He's like, gross. No. <laughs> like, I don't want that. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. It's, it's really good. The whole series is really okay. good.
1: I'm down. I'm down. I, I love that. That sounds great. And I'll be better about making synopses.
0: I think this was good.
1: I think this was a good chat. Just yeah. to chat through. It.
0: Cause I mean, if you've read the book, you kinda know what happens.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I am so excited for you to read the second book. And uh, you know how oh wait, you know how many you only read five Harry Potter books? Yeah. I hate to go back to Harry Potter. <laughs> but you know how the first book is just like an intro. The second book you're like Chamber of Secrets what? That's so weird. It has nothing to do with anything. Like, And then all of a sudden in book three, ask Man, you're like, oh my god, this is a real story with a real people. There's really high stakes. Actually, bad things can happen. And you're like, oh, this is a great book. Mm. The second book of this is like, it just expedites the story and like like you said, broadens the universe and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's what all of this stuff was. And you're like, I love
0: this. Book well, Good. I'm looking forward to it then. I
1: hope you like it. If you don't like it, that's okay, too. we'll, we'll we
0: talk t- about that, then. Yeah, we will. Trust me, you'll hear about it if I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, you'll hear more about <laughs> male contraceptives.
0: and uh, I love that for them. I know.
1: She does that. And you'll also notice, you'll notice in the way that, like, her heroes, male characters, the way that they treat women, the ones that she actually wants you to look up to, mm. you're going to be like, yeah.
0: So she creates likable male characters.
1: Yes. Nice. Not Actual just. Actual likable character. Not
0: just you guys are going to like him. He has a big dick.
1: Yeah. Like Talon's <laughs> and then Resans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Talon's not dislikable. He's just not. He's not who you want him to be.
1: Yeah. He just has 400. He just needs 100 more. He just more. needs to get that five. He's got to get over
0: that 400. He 100 hump. more
1: years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're right. He just. He doesn't have male role models. He killed them all, or they were all killed.
1: Yeah, it's sad, and he is trying to be a better person, and he does have strong opinions. I just... Oh, that was another thing. Going back, I wanted to talk about the evolution of um, Farah's self-esteem, but we can do that in the next one. Because she hates herself.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden... I think she hates her, her situation as much as she hates herself. She hates what the situation has made And then her.
1: all of a sudden, then there's a glimpse of, like, I trust myself. And I, I think there's something really... I think that's one of the reasons... It's, it's relatable, of course, in a way. That's, like, less high fantasy and more like, oh, you're just a woman that feels like you yeah. carry too much weight.
0: And, I identified a lot with Feyre. Yeah. I think there's a lot to identify with in Fera. Yeah. Like the caregiver. Yes. The caregiver at the loss of yourself. Yeah. Which a lot of women can relate to. Yeah. And especially then they moms. like you're finally given a chance to be who you can be. Yeah. And even if the guy that's giving you that opportunity isn't the best, at least you get it.
1: Yeah. And she only paints when she feels like herself. Yeah. She cannot paint if she is not feeling like she real she sees painting as such a reward that when she is not well she she cannot do it it feels it feels ick
0: right because she's not tapped into that creative part of herself yep. she That's has the, to kind it's of it's like
1: a gift she like it's almost like flagellation is that what that yeah. word means well
0: I think of that as yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, self, fla- self flagellating you should yes. see me right now I'm like <laughs> yes yeah, doing the, the self whip flagellating thing. Exa- yeah punishing herself yeah. Yeah, I kind of think of it as stepping in the other room. Flabbergasting, right? Is that what that word is? Not (laughs) flabbergasting. (laughs) But uh, the way I frame it to myself is like you step into the other room. There's like a room where you're the caregiver and you're the person that has to be there for everybody and take care of everything for everybody. But all those other parts of you, you have to leave in the other room. Yeah, you you, step into the pod lab. Right, you step into the pod lab, which is why we started podcasts. So you could have some space. So we could have some space to be creative and... Do your thing. Watch movies and talk about my extensive, almost ridiculous knowledge on lots of properties, vampires, <laughs> and all things.
1: <laughs> Specific, yeah. And you're very analytical and smart.
0: It didn't escape my notice that Ryzen is the closest to a vampire in this entire novel, and I was immediately like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> "What do you think your draw to vampires
0: is?" I have, um, I don't know. I don't know what that one is. Is it the darkness? You know what I love? I love the idea. That they have to exist in a world, so they have to exist side by side with the very thing that they, they have to eat. They have to eat, so you you look and you look like the thing that you have to eat. So that's why I don't like horror vampires because I don't like the primarily just like I show up at your town and I'm going to terrorize you till you're all dead. Like there's no depth to that. There's no interest to that.
2: Yeah, it's just and scary. I
0: don't really like the romance vampires where we've solved the problem. We get to just... You're a vegetarian that
1: only eats animals and you glitter in the sun? Yeah. It's not your thing?
0: <laughs> oh, no. A Twilight reference. <laughs> I know what you are. <laughs> yeah. The the eating animals and the drinking, like, I don't know, Red Cross blood or whatever. That, that's another one that I'm like... <laughs> your blood bags. Your blood bags. My like, like, blood blah. bags came in. Every yeah. time I see that, I'm like, out, so, checked out. I got to be in the middle where it's like, I have one way forward. And I have to figure out how to make this work. Yeah. Did you finish Interview? I have not yet. There's one la- one episode left. I know I have it. I just... There's <laughs> just one. I just haven't... Had ch- I can't watch you it with should. the kids on. Oh, kids sure. Awake. So I, I have to sh- wait till it's not... They're not awake. You should awake. go watch
1: it. It's only 8.52. feels like
0: it's midnight,
1: but... You should watch the last one. I think you'll like it. Did you read any of those books?
0: I did. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah.
1: I I liked it. I, I liked it way... I Once I... Once you were like, you should watch it, I binged the whole
0: thing and thought it was great. It was good. I, and I liked what they did with the vampire. I like, I've like i always liked the idea of Louis. I don't like her execution of Louis in most of where he shows up. Sure. But I like where she's going. And I do like that they don't have any... Well, I, even though Louis does, though, because they can eat animals, which... It's gross. I have a oh, whole... There's just a problem with it. But there's a series that's pretty good. And it's like a steampunk vampire... Um, novel series called the gray Friar series mm. that one's by clay and susan griffiths and so it's a very like by two people yes interesting never written i've never read a book by two people it's
1: not it's it's good i'll check it out i also read um oh that's not that's not that's witches that's shadow hunters sorry <laughs> They're like not relevant <laughs> yeah that's not vampires i did just blood and ash is a like um has
0: some vampire-esque characters in it. I did read one recently. Um, I'm going to have to look it up on my Kindle thing, because I immediately forgot it, because it was immediately forgettable. And it was touted as this, like, oh, she's a strong female character. She is just really masculine? No, she wasn't, but she was just really dumb. Oh. And I just really struggled with it. Yeah. Battle and Blood. Battle and Blood. So... I felt like the main vampire guy was a dick, and no redeeming. And the qualities? only like, ooh, guys, it's feminist and cool, is that she wasn't skinny. Like that's ugh, uh, get out of here. And I'm like ugh. her
1: one thing is yeah. that what she was a size ten.
0: Yeah, and she's like, well, I'm still fit, even though like my- I'm a size ten. <laughs> no, I'm a size ten, and that that makes me strong and independent. I, I can't remember my specific problems with it because it get was really here. that just awful, but. Straight sizes. You know that's what they're called? If you
1: are like a 16 and under, you're a straight size, meaning like you can go to any store and buy your size. And then there's mid-sized, which is like 16 to like 22. And then there's plus size. I don't know. There's a lot of TikToks about it. <laughs> not on TikTok. I know. And, and that's probably why you're so well-spoken and
0: intelligent. <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, I'm over here, like, observing as much TikTok as possible.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying there's not a place for everybody. It's just not my thing. <laughs> there's a side of TikTok for everyone. There's a side of TikTok for everybody. All right. Well, so since we've deviated pretty pretty severely here, but that's fine. We're, we're two chicks talking about books. Yeah. Which is fine.
1: It's really yeah. okay, I think. That. You know, there will be a lot of time. We threw out some
0: good book recommendations. Yeah.
1: And there's going to be a lot of time to learn, to grow, to tighten up, to really hone (laughs) our special set of human skills. Yes. Our fated human skills. Our fated human skills. Correct. Yeah. Which is our ability to stay on topic.
0: Yeah. And to have some structure, which is of an, like, a a structure. I'm always okay when two podcasters banter, I never mind it. Me too, especially if I...
1: Wow, that was the high pitch. Um, <laughs> me too! Me too, um, especially when you like them both. I hope you guys like us. Oh, you're very likable. <laughs> I'm just charmingly bubbly, I guess. I don't know, we'll see. I don't know, who knows?
0: We were on topic, we were talking about books. We were talking about books. And they weren't all romance books. No, we've read lots of books. Yeah.
1: I could read, I could read m- better books, kind of. no.
0: You just read books. You don't worry about what they are, what they not are, or yeah. whatever. Just... Should there
1: be a Ice Planet Barbarian?
0: I, you mean television show? Or no, oh oh a, a podcast? podcast. I feel it's like, like done. It three was a book. It was like a TikTok famous thing, I guess. Oh it was? That makes yeah. a lot of sense. So I feel like maybe it's been, people have done it. It's done. Okay. I mean what what plot would we talk about? Nothing. Nothing. We would just be talk like, about And then they banged. Okay. And then And then they banged some more. And then they didn't bang for a while, so they oh. all had to masturbate. And then they banged. <laughs> yeah. He gave her a model of his own
1: penis, which they have the um, the nub. That's yes. the best part about them. It's the, what do they call it? The spur. The spur. <laughs> the spur specifically. It's like a little carrot specifically made for a human
0: woman's body. Yeah. Ice Planet Barbarians. I mean, that's why she wrote it, was just to be like, guys, there's people out there that are specifically designed to make sure you enjoy sex. Yeah. They're just on another planet. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Sure. Oh, there's this thing I've started wanting to do where I want to like write down all the ways that people describe, like all the ways that these writers describe sex and
0: just start like using them. I used the term velvety tip with Matt the other day and he goes, what the fuck? I said, you've never heard of it? He goes, No. <laughs> I like so to then say was just rattling he, them off, or like,
1: and like stop, like stop. hey could hey mate, could you bring your sex over here, <laughs> or like like the little things that they say over heard, over again, like the descriptions. I heard lust limb the other or day. or he so sheathed himself sheathed. in me, or like I started like highlighting him. I want to make an entire glossary, you should,
0: and we should make like a t-shirt line.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just I want to like you know future partner-esque relationships. Uh, yes. Like just wow them with my ability to say smutty
0: things. Does that language ever appear outside of romance novels? Ever? I mean, in funny text messages it could maybe which is just like women talking to yeah. women so it's out of context for the ma- like matt being mystified by the idea of the quote velvety tip oh, and the core i was I like, literally just about to say sorry i got way close
1: i was so excited i was literally about to say there's a heartbeat in my core i squeezed
0: my thighs together because there was a heartbeat in my core it just yeah <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, a member is another one. I'm like, can yeah. I not just... Well, I guess penis is maybe not... I do you, no. well, you know the one that drives me crazy is when they describe it as a cock. So,
1: but that's... Okay, let me say a thing about that, though. <laughs> this is a real thing. Cock and pussy. Sorry, sorry. Those are words that actually get used in, like sexual conversations no, I mean, and I, are accepted. Yes. But I
0: agree. In a lot of these stories, you're like... It takes me out. I'm on, I'm in this romantic it's, situation. It's almost like too porny. And the guy's like, something about his cock or the other woman's uh, the, the pussy or whatever. Yeah. And
1: I'm just like, mmh. See, and I think a lot of people feel the opposite of that. Like, those are the words that don't feel so like the core please bring your
0: they don't feel too soft bring too your soft core <laughs> for that like the yeah I, I don't it's just, it's
1: oh but i found myself okay let me ask you this and this maybe this will be
0: <laughs> the end of it no, but like no. why w- would it be
1: <laughs> oh, watch the table um when, when you are reading like a spicy scene if someone was like a fly on the wall watching you how is what's your response like to it are you just like stone faced because I
0: am not. Oh, <laughs> I don't have a ton of um, involuntary facial expression. I see that about you. Yeah. So very it's very controlled. Oh, it's just I have to be on to make a facial expression, which if I'm tired, I won't be, which is why sometimes when I'm tired, I look super deadpan and you can't tell if I'm joking or not. So. And it makes you hysterically ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the opposite of that. I cannot not, ex-
1: not emote. It's just, I can't. It, it, that's fine. That's and who you so, are. I know, which is why I think I find your sense of humor so incredibly funny to me. <laughs> like, it, it it's, I, I, anybody who's ever, like, soft-spoken and just very, like, sarcastic and subtly funny, I think that's the best sense of humor ever. Dry. I would describe my dry. sense of humor is very dry. And I think that's hilarious. I'm like, Thank
0: how you. do you do that? I don't know. Yeah. How do you emote all the time? It'd be exhausting. Uh, it's exhausting.
1: <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm an ex extro- like, I'm a fake extrovert.
0: Like, I. You kinda- go home and you're just like, <laughs> please don't talk to me. Yes. <laughs> I'm so tired. Texting somebody, smutty things. Oh, my. Core.
1: Yeah, my core. I feel a heartbeat
0: in my core right now. I'm squeezing my legs together. <laughs> or warmth pooled between her thighs. Yeah. That's the one. warmth yeah. in
1: my core. Or the the sheath, he sheathed himself inside of me. Yeah, and he drove himself home. That's yeah, another one. I'm like, yeah, I could feel him all. The, yeah, I'm gonna start making
0: us a um, a little glossary. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Do that. <laughs> I
0: did read one. <laughs> okay, so this is another segue. Which wow, here we're here we're here. Yeah, Hello. Do it. Why are they always gigantic?
1: The penises. Yes. I don't know. So, oh, okay. This is a topic I wanted to bring up because I think about it a lot of times. Bring up, bring up, um, <laughs> penetrative sex. Yes, like these stories are written for females and women, and like we, I, I, like you know, there's a lot of talk about how you know sex doesn't have to be so penetrative all the time. That penetration is about making babies. It's not necessarily about how women find pleasure, but yes. in a way, there it is. Like you have to have a little bit of both things. So so many of these like smutty, spicy stories, we do get a lot more foreplay. We get a lot more like you know there's a lot of feasting.
0: Yes. There's a lot of feasting. They always enjoy the flavor. Oh, it
1: I always it tastes like they always honey want to taste do. you.
0: Always want to taste you.
1: Honey, do lemon, honey, yeah, lilac. Yes. Rosemary yep. is safe. We're always floral
0: scented and tasting. Ugh, no yes.
1: Yes. That's not
0: to be no, like that. No.
1: But It's just to alleviate the anxiety of a woman feeling unclean or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but all of the sex in a lot of these stories is still super penetration-centered.
0: Yeah, if it's exclusively oral, it's always framed as incomplete. Correct. Like, he's withholding something. Yes, I need more. Because I don't get the dick.
1: I need more. I need more. And I think along with that comes this idea that it has to be,
0: like, a (laughs) foot-long Like, six inches around. I literally read one where the guy had to, like, prep her. Like, he was so big. And he was like, I'm just really big and I don't want to hurt you. And I'm like, that doesn't sound fun. That just sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't, can we just have a guy who's medium endowed but knows how to use it? Like, can we go there? Yeah. That's fine. Like, a guy that's literally. And then not have to
1: be a seven foot tall fairy or barbarian. Like, them just be, like, like female gazy, Like, the yeah. Stanley Tucci's of the world. yeah, Like men that are attractive and don't have to be, you know, yeah. like I've can literally, be sexy as hell. I've
0: literally spent time learning how to use what I have to please my female partners. Like, correct. I have put effort into finding out what women like. And, and how
1: to actually make it pleasurable.
0: Right. Correct. Not because my dick is literally so giant that you can't help but have an orgasm. And you
1: have to have... Sutures. Yes. uh, What are they called? Stitches. Yes. Sutures, stitches. Both the same thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to stitches afterwards because you tore. (laughs) Because the only other thing that big that ever comes out of your vagina is a baby. baby. Yes. Yeah. I I agree all the time. I think about it. I'm like, why is why does it have to be so? Yeah. But I think a lot of these novels, novels, stories that we're reading were written five, six years ago. I feel like the smut will catch up. And stop being so like mm. it's not finished, right? Because yeah. there's more conversation about that, right, on TikTok, on TikTok, oh, And okay. all the
0: ways, uh, you know what I mean, and just yeah. like lots of ways. Well, I like, think we're we're discussing it now. Yeah, we're, it's not only showing up in romance novels sure. where it's just romance novelists talking to romance novelists talking to romance novelists, right. where you get this like insular group of people that are all creating this. Idea of what amazing, right? And this language around sex, where we have all these consistent terms that get used from one story to the other that are really ridiculous. Who used them first? But we're all talking to each other, so we all use the same ones over and over again. Yeah, especially, yeah,
1: they they really do. Yeah, the feasting. (laughs) Don't use the word
0: feasting again, please.
1: (laughs) That's what's hard about Thanksgiving. Like, like feasting everywhere. Ugh. Well, I, I saw on I think it was on Reddit. I was reading the Acontar mm. Reddit R slash ACOTAR. ACOTAR. A C O T A R A Court of Thorns and Roses, the first book in a series. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, they were saying how they can't use the word male, and I
0: male like M A L E male. Yeah, in what?
1: I think it's this book, male. Wait, is it this story? Yeah, I think it is. Maybe not the first book, maybe the second book. The word male becomes a like... Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, it's Throne of Glass okay, that does because
0: sometimes male ends up in an animal context, like the male of the species or whatever.
1: Right. So in, um, in Throne of Glass and in that series, they use the word male so often to describe just... The male in the relationship mm. that it takes on this other meaning and this other kind of context. And this person was saying about like how every time they hear it now, it, it means something different. So that wasn't a really great way of describing that, but
0: I get where you're going.
1: Yeah, kind of
0: where you can use the word so much that it ends up losing meaning or changes or, meaning
1: yeah or you don't like it or you don't it's like cringy. it you're like would you stop like the co- the word yes. core
0: or completely drained or of blood f- feasting which is my worst vampire trope ever completely drained of blood i want to stab myself in the eye every time somebody uses that in a movie or a book or a tv show the bodies were completely drained of blood motherfucker you can't completely drain a body of blood
1: yes you can in the movie arachnophobia <laughs> When the spider stays in the coffin the entire time, it masticates. That was the first time I ever heard the word. But it
0: was completely drained of blood. And it was like shriveled up skeleton, like prune. Right, but you exsanguinate at like 40% blood volume. So literally your heart stops beating. Exsanguinate. (laughs) You literally, your heart stops beating when it drops below like 40% blood volume. So if you're relying on blood being moved through the body in order to get a meal you can't completely drain them of blood because they die before they completely drain the blood. And then
1: blood. you'd be drinking dead man's blood and you would or die. You'd you
0: literally have to pump the heart or you'd have to gravity the liver. i thought a lot about this and I don't yeah. know what that says about me.
1: It's fine. I think you're just really into it.
0: <laughs> so it's just about every time they're like, like
1: well, that's why, um, blood. is that why, in that way, butchers hang the animals up? Yes,
0: because that ex- gravity pulls all the blood. <laughs> it's exsanguinating. <laughs> I'm
1: not gonna apologize for my book. <laughs> no, please don't. I love it. If I repeat your word, it's because
0: I also exsanguinate. used the word obfuscate earlier. I'm not obfuscate that.
1: But anyway. So I'm, I love it. I want to hear more beautiful
0: exsanguinate. <laughs> so reeling it back to <laughs> to a court of thorns and roses. Uh, we will be reading the second book. Yes. Um, and so as soon as I get that finished, and we get a date on the books, we will be re we will re recording the second episode, and we'll release it. And I can promise there will probably be just as much uh, segues, banter, banter, um, penetrative talk. (laughs) We'll talk. I feel like it's a conversation that needs to happen, though. I
1: I agree. And I'm going to genuinely start a glossary of all the different ways that these things are described. And we'll just keep note, see if it changes.
0: I, th- I would love to see it change. I would love to see a greater range of sexual sexual experiences yeah,
1: exactly. portrayed
0: in these books. Yeah. So that we're not...
1: And it be female... It's just... What it's doing, it's... Sorry. I just she's trying to wrap it up, and I'm really still talking about how penetrative sex is really just <laughs> uplifting the patriarchy and these ideas of yes. what women have been taught sex should feel like, yeah, which i mean i I agree penetrative sex is great I mean I think we all enjoy it, but it's not at, it's not the powerhouse these these creatures in these books have to have different organs than we do I genuinely think fairies have like. Four clits inside of their badge on <laughs> their <laughs> regime, right? Because that's the only way it would yeah. feel that good, right?
0: Right, the, yeah. I know, I know. I did watch a good documentary on Netflix that was talking about the clitoris, and I did not know it was as big as it is. Yeah, it goes up, it's, it's out, so, it's in there. That was, I was like, oh, that's okay. So, I, yeah,
1: so backing up, you can, it feels great, but the way that these people enjoy it, like in, it gives Ice you, it gives you an,
0: unexpected, an unrealistic expectation of what sex is going to look like. And you feel like if you don't achieve what these women are achieving. Then
1: you're not doing it then right. Then you're or not doing or it Or right. your
0: partner's penis
1: isn't that big. Right.
0: is it big uh, enough? They clearly need to be at least several inches longer and several inches bigger around. And yeah, you need and, to dump them and find somebody else.
1: Right. And you might not ever have an orgasm from a penis inside of you. Maybe never. There are women that don't. Right? Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense unless they express that these aliens and fairies have different
0: organs. Which also doesn't seem fair. Like, congratulations, your benefit for for becoming a high fae
1: is that you have five clits inside your vagina. Is
0: is that you can achieve sex from, or you can achieve orgasm simply from penetration. Penetration. So
1: congratulations.
0: (laughs) It's one of your superpowers now.
1: (laughs) Uh, one of the benefits of having a que added to your body
0: This being, isn't being, being a
1: barbarian, being a modified uh, okay, yeah, sorry, I'm taking it too far. Okay, anyways, wrap it up. This is fun.
0: I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. So once again, I'm Rachel. And I'm Kate. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us on this this journey. And we will see you all again soon. <laughs>
1: what in here, or is it just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of the spicy variety? Not your average book club. If you know what I mean, are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's feast she shattered.
0: at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash strangeandbeautifulnetwork. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.